0: So, we're going to talk all about tyres today. First, we're going to play a word association game.
1: A word association game, okay. Do
0: you know how they work? <laughs> of course <laughs> you do, yes. Okay, so I'm going to shout out a word, and you're going to tell me the first thing that you think of when you hear this word. Okay. All right. Tyre. Bay. Pirelli.
1: Italiano. Wheel. Rim.
0: Rim. J- ah! Wait no no okay let's let's scratch <laughs> let's scratch that last one it's not PC. All right, all right. So you could tell from that game that you really love tires. I mean, in every in every like opportunity, you're like, I love tires. I just want to talk about tires, and like in every. Every previous podcast episode, you'd be like, "We got to do a whole episode on ties. We got to do it." Ties,
1: you know? ties to me are like avocados to foodies. Uh, objectively boring to everyone else, but for some inexplicable reason.
0: Okay, I think I think the mainstream population loves avocados. Mm-hmm. All right, I don't think you can just make it that a foodie thing. The foodies do take it to another level—it's like smashed avocado. Oh my god! Like, yeah, we do do that,
1: but no main population likes avocado just for the sake of like. Why the are they so expensive then? <laughs> okay, no, I'm not of Yeah, the demand for them. So <laughs> really high. Come on, man. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm so proud of myself. For that. <laughs> anyway, so today we're going to talk all about tires. You finally get your full episode yes. on tires.
1: So, so we talked about tires, at least briefly, right, in one of our previous episodes?
0: I think so. I think we explained some of the basics, like there's five compounds per race.
1: Yes, five compounds, yes. Um, I was almost going to correct you, but you're right, because there's... There's not just the three. Ah, I know some yeah, stuff. Yeah. I know <laughs> some stuff. I still remember some information. So you <laughs> have got the three. So
0: you've got three, um, a soft, medium, and hard, and then you've got an intermediate. Yep. Or is it okay? Intermediate and a full wet.
1: Full wet. So three slicks we call dry tires, and slicks. then slicks. You know what?
0: You know when I hear slicks, I just think of. Like guys' hair slicked back <laughs> with like that gel, <laughs> and then so then I and I see the tire. I'm like, yeah, it's shiny, like a guy's oh, hair slicked back. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: They're only shiny when you first put them on, though. Like after driving 100 meters, the shine wears off. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so, <laughs> so that's because the rubber's getting like destroyed. The tire. Um,
1: no, I think when they, when they're brand new, they actually have like a release gel on them from like <gasps> a release gel is to is help like them get them out of the mold.
0: It is like a hair slicker. <laughs> yeah, Oh my God. I didn't even know that. It is. Yeah. This isn't so even in the script. It's like a
1: wax or something to, to take it, to help get the tires out of their, their molds.
0: So the, the dry tires are called slicks.
1: Yep. Uh, then you've got your inters or intermediates and they are for when there's moisture on the track, not heaps of rain, um. And then you've got four heaps of rain. You've got the full wets or the monsoons, as they they used to be called. Um, oh, monsoon! Like yeah, right. Yeah. I like that name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't really say monsoon that much anymore. It's
0: a monsoon.
1: That's an Indian Bollywood film. Uh, sure. so okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, that's what.
0: Um, can you ex- can you remind me what the colours are? <laughs> I forgot that. So, so uh, <laughs> each tyre has a colour. Different
1: yeah, colour, there's yeah. A, the markings on the side of the tyre, with like the Pirelli logo and the the stripe. So the red stripe is your soft tire? Yes. Soft st-
0: Whenever I say the red, it's like, yeah. it's nice. go time. That's right. It's that's go time. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Um, yellow is your medium.
0: Oh, yeah. Just cruising yeah. along medium. Yeah, yeah.
1: And then white is your hard.
0: Yeah, that's just like playing the long game. You know, yeah. Clear yeah. white. Yeah. That's kay. it. Just how that's just how you remember the color. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: then you've got uh, your inters are green and your full wets green. are blue.
0: Blue. Okay. Yeah, hardly ever see those blues and hardly ever want to see those blues because yeah. then the race is um It's
1: borderline, not yeah. going to run. Yeah.
0: yeah. But one thing that I always found was interesting was when it's like pretty wet but still safe enough for the cars to go out, mm-hmm. the, F- the cars, F1 cars actually going on the track round and round mm. with those like intermediate or wet tyres, I don't know which one, Yeah. they actually help dry the track out faster.
1: Oh like how cool is that?
0: Like like you actually like they actually like because they repel water off off them so much and then probably spread it out of the racing line. Yeah. I don't know, it must disperse it to the sides or something.
1: The tread or the grooves that you see cut into road car tyres. Um it's the same as a tread and grooves that you see cut into the wet and intermediate tires and the purpose of them is to to pick up and like suck up water off the ground um yeah well yeah. actually not so much the purpose it, the, the purpose is to disperse that water and sort of cut through it but in doing so it tends to like suck the water up and throw it up into the air and then the cars themselves have a lot of suction effect under them especially the 2022 regulations um so really? like there's a vacuum under the cars what? essentially um,
0: so you could drive an f1 car inside your house and it will become spotless industrial. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that yeah. right?
1: Well, I don't know if it would become spotless. It would probably be destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> Holes in all the walls. <laughs> yeah, the carpets would be there's, clean. There's damn cars can't reverse very well. Either, so yeah, no. yeah, Okay. And I uh, noticed that when
0: I went go karting. I crashed. <laughs> and then I didn't know how to rest. And it wasn't an easy, like, just. Uh, Change the gear into reverse and go. No, (laughs) I was like, Where is the switch? What do I do? Is there some like thing I need to press? And
1: you obviously weren't paying attention in the (laughs) briefing where they tell you the button to press. (laughs) Oh, no, that's because you've been before. They gave you the briefing the first time around. Yeah,
0: I went in like, Yeah, yeah, I've been here before. And I like showed them my license. They're like, Oh, yeah, cool, cool. So they must thought I was like a regular. (laughs) But we go like once a year. Yeah,
1: they thought you had a reverse. Yeah, because it's not that hard to reverse. (laughs) There's a button, it says reverse. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's like
0: up here somewhere. Anyway. A second t- okay,
1: so, so the grooves are there to disperse water and get them sort of out of the way of the tyres. Um, if they're not able to do that, what actually happens as the cars are going down the track is that water gets in between the tyre and the road surface and you get what's called aquaplaning where oh. the is actually sort yeah. of lifted up off the surface and the car and it's really hard to control, impossible to control the car when that happens. Um, so yeah, that's that's why the grooves are there. Um, that's why the grooves are there on your road tyres as well and, and I guess you'd know from like, your road cars, as your tyre wears out, those grooves become shallower because the, the rubber blocks become yeah Yeah, smaller. it's
0: just like all smoothed out and then you're like, yeah, there's not mu- there must be not much grip left when they're like kind of worn out like that.
1: Well, yeah, what happens is the grooves being shallower means they can move less water through them um, and essentially they become less effective.
0: Okay, so in that case, what's the deal with slick tyres? Because they don't actually have any treads or mm-hmm. grooves, so... How did they wear out, I guess? Because you hear them say, like, oh, my tyres are gone, like, yeah. you know, I don't have any grip, but they didn't have treads in the first place.
1: Yeah, this is something I actually wondered myself for a little while. Um, so, first of all, the reason the slick tyres don't have grooves is if there's no water to move out of the way, then what you want to have is as much rubber as possible to, to contact the road surface and give you more grip, right? Um,
0: so, the more rubber, the more grip? Yeah, pretty is much. Is it because so. of the weight of the rubber?
1: No, because there's more surface area, right? There's more interact. There's more surface area for the rubber molecules to interact with the road you know, surface molecules. I'm not, molecules okay. and I'm not enjoying friction. this
0: in person where I see this <laughs> like, <laughs> no, you idiot. <laughs> 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 I didn't used to see that on <laughs> Zoom. <so laughs> you caught me on guard
1: off guard with that question. But <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I think... Um, I'm sure we talked about in maybe the racing line episode about how it's so important how the the tyres interact with the road surface. Um, And as, you know, there's there's exceptions to these rules and things, but um, having more rubber touching the road means there's more surface area between the two and therefore you can transmit more forces between the two and that means you can go faster.
0: Okay, but then, so as the tyre gets worn out, there's less rubber on the tyre. It's like thinner, Mm. but... Going back to my uh, mathematics, the physics brain, there's <laughs> still the same amount of surface area because it's yeah. still the same circle, just you're thinner, right? right? Yeah, no, you're right. It still right. doesn't and make sense.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that was, that was something. I that found I a flaw <laughs> in your <laughs> explanation. No. It took a little while for me to get uh, to figure that out as well. Um, and the, the main thing that's happening here is that when the rubber gets thinner on the tyre, there's less bulk, I guess, less volume of rubber. Um, and that means that the tyres are able to sort of absorb less heat
0: heat from just from all from the energy, energy all that
1: friction yeah. and that yeah. sort of so thing um and all so sparks yeah, yeah and i think the technical way of probably d- saying it is that it's thermal capacity reduces because there's less volume of rubber there and uh, what right. that means is it starts losing temperature or it overheats as well um and that's where it actually loses its performance
0: and is that why you're always trying to bulk up as well you're just trying to be like a tie. You're just trying to like <laughs> get the maximum of rubber <laughs> it's like and a personal max- attack. <laughs> the maximum grip. Yeah, <laughs> well, when you said there's nice like bulk, <laughs> I was like, Oh my god, this
1: guy. Yeah, I yeah, no, I, I definitely have uh, <laughs> I definitely have a couple of tires going at the moment Ladies from all the eating up. I've been doing. <laughs> 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 I've been I'm looking like the Michelin man himself. <laughs> all, right,
0: all right. Some drivers seem to be really good at managing tires, right? So there's some that hmm. the commentators always talk about. Sergio, Pierre, like or Gasly, yep. they're the tire whisperers. Um, yes. What does that? What does that actually mean? Like, how yeah, do they yeah. manage to not wear out the tires as much as some of the other drivers? Like, what are they doing in their driving technique?
1: Or that's that's a complicated. Do they just question? weigh less they just <laughs> 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 I mean, weighing less would definitely help. <laughs> and, um, so it's not just the drivers as well; it's the cars. It's a combination of the car and the driver. I guess some of them wear their tires out more than others. As to what they're doing. It's, there's a lot of different elements at play here uh, but
0: does this require another episode
1: probably <laughs> but i'll try, I'll try <laughs> keep it short um but essentially it comes down to how you use and stress the tire so you when the cars are going around corners um the tires the rubber is flexing a lot it's like being kneaded like a a oh, dough like a dough, like a
0: pasta dough? Yeah, yeah. Bread dough?
1: Um, okay. and yeah, yeah, it's been right. stretched and yeah. stressed and squeezed. Now yeah, you're talking. Um, and there's a lot of heat that comes into it. It also sort of slides across the, the road surface, even at like a really m- tiny micro level that we can't see with our with our eyes. Um, right, and then right. o- obviously there's times when the drivers make a mistake and they really slide across the surface and you can see the, you know, the smoke come out of the tyres or the car slide sideways.
0: And is it the hotter the tyre, the more like you can need it? And like um, more malleable to
1: to an extent yeah okay. yeah yeah so um Just and well here's the thing here. well we're getting into like some really complex uh oh no this is what i do stuff, i keep stuff.
0: asking these like really <laughs> good complex questions and then you go off on a tangent yeah I'll let's, try not not to that, let's not do that okay.
1: let's not do that. okay so essentially um so how does how do, how do the tie whisperers work the tie whisper it comes down to how they drive the car their technique it's it how they apply steering angle brake pressure accelerator all the different lines they use all that kind of stuff you're even like
0: moving your <laughs> hips like steering angle and like
1: it's because there's it's not a very i mean it's based in science but it, there's such a black art to it right it's like playing a musical instrument and okay. some of them play it in a different way and they do it in such a way that they manage the stress and the temperatures of the tires um so that they don't wear out as quick or they wear out quicker if they're not so good at it
0: right, right okay Wow, tires do a lot more than just Tires
1: are the most important parts of the cars. What? More than the engine? Yeah, I I say like, you know, people always ask me about advice on their cars and, you know, how to make their cars go faster and things like that. And I say first step is always tires. Everything you do in a car goes through the tires.
0: Okay, so if tires are so important, Mm. then how come everyone gets even tires? Like it's an even playing field. Like why don't... Why don't each team like why can't Mercedes build their like Mercedes tires <laughs> and then like Red Bull has theirs like yeah so, you know, so that Formula would be cool one. like it feels a bit like that's a bit cheating. Like yeah, look, careful what day. you ask for. Okay. <laughs> okay. Why, why? Well, you're like,
1: um, well, if you're holding yeah. back here. Oh, there's you've got s- your hand on your heart there's now. There's a story coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's there's good. a tale. I, there's it's like a I've a been doing as a person, I <laughs> can see these like <laughs> <laughs>
0: little little yeah. body language movements.
1: So it's a typical Formula One story mm-hmm. with with oh, politics and controversy. Let me just get the popcorn. Yeah, get your popcorn. So Formula One is now what we call a control tyre category. So we use the word control to describe Sort of any component that is standardised for all the cars. Right. So right. as as you sort of mentioned there,
0: isn't I- it the only part that's control?
1: No, there's uh, uh, more and more oh. control parts. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I asked. Um. Yeah. Yeah. We won't get into that. But um, the tyres are provided by Pirelli, as you mentioned. Pirelli. Uh, and if you l- if you went to like the Williams garage and you looked at the the medium tyres that they had, and then you went to Ferrari or Rebel or whoever. You couldn't tell the difference between the tyres. They're all the same, right? They are all the same. Yes.
0: Every soft tyre is exactly the same. It's as, not as a snowflake. As
1: yeah, yeah. Um, however, oh, there's a caveat to that, but anyway, I won't get into it. <laughs> <laughs> there's always <laughs> well, a caveat. Well, like, however. Your rear tyres <laughs> yes. and your front tyres <laughs> are different. So anyway. Oh, um, are they? Yeah. Everyone gets given the same tyres to use. And um, the purpose, the reason for that is in the past, we've had uh, what you were sort of alluding to, where the teams could have whatever tyres they wanted, Right. And what happens in that situation is the teams don't go into You don't like you don't have Mercedes going and making their own tires. Mercedes will go to Michelin or Bridgestone or Goodyear, those all those yeah. tire brands and say, "Hey, we need some tires to go racing with." And then they'll sign a contract, and and then that tire manufacturer right. will will start building tires for them. If we go back to like the mid two thousands, um, Formula One did not have a control tire. Uh, no Pirelli. No Pirelli. Yeah. Uh, in fact, we had. Michelin, I don't know, that was meant to be French. Ah, <laughs> it's
0: just like a Michelin-star restaurant.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> was that a star? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you can't hear it, I definitely <laughs> saw it. <so. laughs>
1: yes, Michelin is cars, not food, anyway. <laughs> um, and, you, and we also had Bridgestone um, supplying ties to Formula One. So... Are they American? Or Bridgestone is a Japanese... Japanese. ...manufacturer, but okay. interesting you ask that because they have a, an arm called Firestone in America. Right. And that's very relevant to this story because um, if we go back to the 2000s, we had those two tire manufacturers supplying uh, the various Formula One teams. In okay. 2004, Bridgestone was supplying Ferrari. And Ferrari absolutely dominated. Michael Schumacher won the Drivers' mm-hmm. Championship okay. with like many rounds left. And so for 2005, the FIA changed the rules a little and they said, okay, from now on, you've got to have tires that can ras- last an entire race distance Um, ah no way so like
0: a real like meaty thick like hard (laughs) (laughs) tire i
1: i don't know i don't (laughs) know how they manufactured it but yeah it was a tire that could get pushed pretty hard for the whole race distance and they weren't allowed to change them during a race you're only allowed to refuel the car during pit stops um and that did what it was supposed to do somehow it it made um that advantage that bridgestone have sort of disappear and uh, all of a sudden you had renault and mclaren in the mix as well for the championship
0: So it made it it a lot more interesting. Otherwise, it was just like Ferrari had the unfair advantage with the better tyre manufacturer.
1: That's right. Yeah, it really came down to, you know, who was on Bridgestone and Ferrari were the only competitive team in 2004 with Bridgestone's. Two thousand five, we now had a situation where it seemed like Michelin had maybe the more more high performing tire, um, but still Ferrari were kind of in the mix. Um, there was a real battle going on between Bridgestone and Michelin, and we call them the tire wars, right? Uh, where the they were mm, mm. they were spending lots of money, lots of R and D, trying to supply the best tires. And then we got to India. so
0: every team was just one of the two. That's right. Right? Yeah, okay. they
1: all had like a contract uh, with either Michelin or Bridgestone. Then we get to the U.S. Grand Prix, which, um, unlike now, it wasn't held at at Austin. It was held at a place called Indianapolis.
0: Oh, yeah, in Indiana.
1: That's right, (laughs) Indiana, the state. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And uh, this racetrack is where the Indy 500 is held. Indy 500 is, it's an oval circuit.
0: They go around in circles. Yes, yes. That's what I assumed all uh, motorsport was. (laughs)
1: That's it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so this Indy 500 track, uh, high-speed, oval cement barrier right next to it but the formula one cars didn't use the normal indy track they used a part of it but then they would go in the infield and be like twisty and like a normal formula one track right
0: right yeah you want you want some apexes and yeah corners all those and, well, and you I know mean, racing line strategies and all of that stuff we've learned
1: um i mean look all racing categories have their own things and i definitely will not be <laughs> uh, complaining about oval racing. I a, love my oval racing as well. Spot, um, but anyway, one part of the Formula One track did use the old school the Indy circuit, and it was a high speed banked corner uh, with a cement wall right next to it. Right, and Ooh, um,
0: this does not sound like it's going to end up good. <laughs> but keep going.
1: You have, um, <laughs> you know, it's pretty rare in Formula One. You have these banked corners, but they they place a lot of stress on the tires because of the G forces
0: right. and like the steep steep upward curves. That's right, speed, yeah, yeah,
1: gravity doing its thing. Um, and something that had also happened in 2005 mm. was that Indianapolis Circuit had had a new surface applied to it. Um, and that surface ala- um, provided... New bitumen? New bitumen, that's right. Bitumen. <laughs> <laughs> I make it like bechamel, <laughs> like, and bitumen together, bechamel. What's, b- what's bechamel?
0: <laughs> bechamel is when you put melt butter slowly and then add some flour, mix it up, yeah, and okay, then I'm add, sorry like, asked, milk, sorry, and asked, yeah, yeah, then it's white sauce and pasta. <laughs>
1: You'll uh, learn when you go to Italy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, a lot of grip because of this new surface. Now, Bridgestone knew about this because their American arm, Firestone, was providing ties to the Indy Racing Series. So, they knew all about the loads and the stresses of they tires. They had all culture. this inside knowledge of what's happening. They did. Okay. Michelin did not. Michelin came to Indianapolis knowing there's a bank corner, a high-speed banked corner, but not knowing that full story.
0: That doesn't seem fair. Uh, Well,
1: I mean, that's just, yeah, that's the competitive advantage thing, I guess, between tyre manufacturers. Um, Unfortunately, it was Ralph Schumacher who found this out the hard way in FP2 at the US Grand Prix when he had a tyre failure and he smacked into the wall really hard. Um, So hard he was ruled out for the rest of the weekend. And this is
0: from a practice session. Oh my
1: gosh. So the tyres
0: just were like shocking. It wasn't
1: that they were shocking. It was just like that corner was just so stressful. They suddenly just let go Right, okay sudden failure put him in the fence. Uh, It was similar to a crash that he had 12 months before which was much worse I think it was like concussed in that one, Um, but that was again when he was using Michelin tires so maybe some sort of foreshadowing 12 months earlier, but um, What happened was then Michelin somehow they shipped a bunch of their tires back to their headquarters in France overnight they put them under a microscope i can imagine the michelin man <laughs> with <like> a microscope <laughs> yes. and he was like oh no it's like a high <laughs> speed jet from uh, <laughs> america back maybe to it was <laughs> Concorde or something i don't yeah. know because they they shipped them back to france they analyzed them and they realized okay our tires are not coping with this corner it is the corner that's causing it and then they set a new specification of tire to america for the for the michelin teams to use
0: and they just produce these new tires or they maybe like they something had else than that maybe, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, I, I honestly, I don't know how the logistics works. Yeah. It, d- it blows <laughs> it my amaz- mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: It's more efficient than anything else we have in the world.
1: Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Um, so they got there and then, again, the teams found look, these tyres still not up to the task. And Michelin said, okay, look, you can race on them, but you can only race on them for 10 laps. So you've got oh to... And I think they were happy to, yeah, they were going to, like, let the teams pit and change tires every 10 laps. (laughs) (laughs) But the teams were like, we're not doing that. There's no point in us doing that. We don't want to race like that. Um, And it it was a really big developing story through the weekend, huge. And this was before social media and stuff, so it was really hard to follow what was happening. But there were all these solutions being thrown around. Like, I think the FIA wanted the Michelin teams to make their cars drive through pit lane every lap in the race. Because then <laughs> it would bypass that corner. Oh my god! <laughs> You're like, what are doing? What's the this point? This is hilarious. Oh my god! What's the point? Yeah. And the Michelin teams wanted to set up a, a temporary chicane in the on the track, so that would slow the cars down before that corner. Um, now that seemed like a logical Basically thing. Basically, change the track. Change the track, yeah. And the FIA said no, because a that disadvantages the Bridgestone drive cars.
0: Yeah. yeah. Who actually have a tyre that can work yeah. on the track?
1: And Michelin actually said to that, look we won't – we'll forfeit all championship points. The Michelin teams won't get championship points. We're just trying to put on a show for the fans here. Oh, that's Mm. nice of them. And then the FIA were like, no, well, the other thing is, if you put in a chicane there that changes the layout of the track, it no longer becomes like an FIA-approved track. We haven't done our, like, due diligence on it. And so if you're going to race on it, then it's not an FIA-approved track. We're not going to provide our uh, officials and stuff to run the race. Right. And there's actually rumours that the teams got together that weekend, like – emergency meetings and they started going okay we can spare this many personnel like team members and we'll we'll they they'll be the flag marshals and officials to run the race oh my
0: god with no training yeah Yeah. i mean yeah yeah,
1: but amazing for me to think that they were willing to sort of bandy together like get together just try and put on a show whatever way they can and uh the rumor is i don't know how true this is but apparently the head of the fia max mosley threatened that if the teams went ahead and did it that way that the fia would like shut down every FIA-associated um, club in America or something oh ridiculous like that. Yeah. So we ended up having um, the cars going out onto the racetrack on Sunday afternoon. I was very excited. I tuned in at 3 o'clock in the morning or something because um, for the very first time in history, my favourite team was on pole position. And I was... Uh, Toyota! That's it, that's it. Um, I was one of 12 Toyota fans <laughs> that existed <laughs> in the world. You're wearing um, a Toyota
0: Gazoo racing I shirt right now. I am, huh. yes
1: proudly um and so i was yeah, looking forward to seeing our cars take off our car take off from pole position uh and as the cars are going around the formation lap you, you know the you're hearing radio calls and stuff from drivers saying you know hey if it's up to me I'm, i, I want to race i want to race and people are like what's going on and Yano truly in the toyota takes the queue around the racetrack and he comes around the final corner and usually you know that's when they're doing the burnouts and then they come and stop at the grid but instead he peels off the racetrack and he goes into pit lane and behind him, every single car on Michelin tyres off the track. They come into pit lane, oh. they get put up on the dolly jacks, pushed into their it's pit protesters a withdrawal. withdrawal. They withdrawal. all withdrew from the race. And so we were stuck with six cars on the grid. We had two Ferraris <laughs> and then all in the, the, the way yeah, in the back, winners in the back. Yeah, yeah. All the way in the back we had two Jordans and two Minardis. Those are the two teams fighting for last in the championship, right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: But were they on the Michelin? They the were on Bridgestone, Bridgestone tires. Bridgestone so these like are okay all the Bridgestone yeah.
1: Tires. Yeah. Um And the race started, I remember beer cans being thrown onto the racetrack. Right. Um, and it was a boring race, as you, as you would expect. Michael Schumacher won it. I think that was the only race he won in 2005. His teammate, Rubens Barrichello, second. Um, and Tiago Montero was third. Uh, and I would like to point out... Uh, yes? In fourth place was, I believe, uh, off the top of my head, the highest finishing Indian driver in a Formula One World Championship ever. Ever, ever Oh, yeah. my gosh. Naren Karthagayan, wow, that's so cool. uh, who was also the first I'm Indian. I'm Indian, just FYI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's <laughs> no, why I thanks brought it up. that out. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, really, a farcical race. Um, and that did a huge amount of damage. You know, people wanted their money back. Um, people were super unhappy about how everything happened. Uh, and as a result... First of all, Formula One stopped going to America. So once that Indianapolis contract oh, ran out. it was like that. Like
0: just scarred America. Yeah,
1: of yeah, yeah. I mean, America was already a market that was hard for Formula One because yeah, they yeah. have IndyCar, NASCAR. That's where the focus is. And Until they were Drive to, to Survive came along. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that yeah. little yeah. low production. That series, little yeah. that old thing. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, uh, F1 stopped going to America for a, f- a number of years. Michelin pulled out of Formula One because just th- that's such oh, bad publicity yeah. for them. Yeah. And eventually Bridgestone said, look, we're not really interested in being the sole tyre supplier. Um, we want to be competing against other tyre suppliers. So that's how we, that's how we got to here where we are now. Uh, incredibly, as you mentioned, though, Drives to Survive turned everything around. And this year we have three races in America.
0: I know. Vegas. <sighs> down the Strip as well. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Along with Miami and Austin. Yep. Okay. So if I could sum up everything I've heard about <laughs> tyres. <laughs> <So laughs> it seemed like it when... The teams had their own manufacturers. It was too much of an advantage, depending on which manufacturer you went with, mm. and knowing the conditions for each track. Yeah. So and these and got there was this, as well. yeah, yeah, the safety thing came into it as well. Yeah. Like, can't drive on the wrong tire, basically. Yeah. Um, but then if you just had like one tire that lasted the whole race for all the teams, it was like too much of an equalizer, and then the race just kind of gets a bit, bit boring and yeah. like you know, um, so they came to a middle ground where it's like Hmm. they've got one tire manufacturer but then they have all these different compounds to select from so then the tire strategy that each team takes actually has a bit of an impact and makes it a bit more interesting
1: yeah i think so anyway okay